right. Let's go. Uh, yeah, yeah, here we go. All right. Man. Babe, what are we talking about today? We're talking about disappointment. Um, did you guys know we're talking about disappointment? Disappointment. Yes, we did. I'm a, little, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't know we were talking about disappointment. The root of a lot of your feelings, disappointment. Anyways, um, you're looking good. I like your sweatshirt. Well, you know is what I do. We're ready to roll in three, two, one, action. Hey, how's it going? I'm Alberto. And I'm Ashley. And we want to welcome you to the AB Collective Podcast. Yes. Wherever you are tuning in from, whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or you're watching on YouTube, we want yeah. to thank you for tuning in. And really quick, do us a favor. Stop what you're doing right now. Right now. Did you stop? Now do us a favor and go ahead. If you're not following us, do us a favor. Follow us. If you're not subscribed to our channel, subscribe. Yes. Also, leave us a like and a comment. Let us know what you thought about the episode. We definitely want to hear from you. It just yeah. allows us to know what you're thinking and if you have any ideas or any topics that you'd want to hear. And if this has really blessed you, do us a favor. Share it with your friends and your family. Yeah. We'd love for this message to get out and help as many people as possible. Absolutely. So thank you for tuning in. Girl, how are you doing? Doing great. Man, doing you are. Great. Well, you're looking great it's a crazy time of year it's a crazy time of we're year. wrapping up the year getting ready for a new year and it just it leaves room for a lot of disappointment i think oh the d word the disappointment yeah, word which is what we're talking about today which has been really where you've been like really passionate about disappointment i have been because it really is i, I think a lot of times we're wrestling with certain emotions and feelings and heaviness, anger, frustration, and we think that it just stops there. Like the train stops at my anger, the trains, you know, how do I work through this anger? Or how do I work through this frustration? And a lot of times the reason we're not really breaking through or past that, I think, or growing past it or seeing change happen is because actually at the foundation of that is some heavy disappointment, which is where it kind of all festers from. And so a lot of times I think um, going through the end of the year and into a new year, we go into things. I remember um, a few years ago, we, it was December 31st and we were getting ready for a brand new year to start. It's a whole new world. Right, Don't right. You close your At eyes. least it feels like it's going to be. And I remember us sitting on our couch and we were in just a really hard season of our lives and we weren't seeing any change. We weren't seeing any breakthrough. And for some reason, and I think all of us do this at, at times, we thought that the minute January 1 hit, that all of our disappointments were just going to go away. We thought there was going to be major change happening or major breakthrough happening in our lives. And then January 1 came and the new year happened. And our circumstances in our life looked exactly the same as it did December 31st. And I think that even brought an onset of even more disappointment because we weren't working through or leaning into the disappointment yeah. to see what is God doing in yeah. this season of our lives? What am I supposed to be learning? Yeah. Um, what am I supposed to be healing and working through in myself? Where are my growth opportunities in this? And instead of leaning into that to learn from it and to grow from it, yeah. we thought like, oh, the circumstance has to change right. first in order for us to move forward from this. Right, and I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, as a pastor, one of the things that I've always preached to that church is when you're ending, the year and you're beginning the new year, usually in January, you want to preach about a new thing. Forget yeah. the former things. God is doing a new, new year, thing. New, new me. Yeah, new year, new me, who this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I do believe on a spiritual level that when 
the year ends and a new year begins, God has the ability and usually does bring about some sense of change. Yes. But a lot of times we don't quite understand the change that he might want to bring in our lives and we want to see change in other areas of our lives. And right, when you cross over, when that apple drops and you cross over into a new year, there's this expectation that everything in my life is going to be brand new. I'm going to no longer be sick. My marriage is all of a sudden going to be fixed. My children are all of a sudden going to be great. I'm going to have a grip of money in the bank account. It's this weird expectation that we think that everything is going to shift. And then when it doesn't, we become disappointed. And in order for us to understand one's disappointment, you first have to understand their expectation. Usually disappointment comes from misplaced expectations. When you didn't receive the results that you assumed or thought that you were going yeah, to receive. And that's if, a key word, assumed. Assumed, mm-hmm. and oftentimes, I mean, it's happened to me, we kind of have the ability to misconstrue what God might be trying to say to yeah. us in a season of what he wants to do and mixing that in with what we want him to do. Right. And so it takes us a, really being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and really asking God, okay, this is what I want to see happen, but what do you want to see happen yeah. in my life? And so I think, but here, here's, the, here's the thing, Ash, one of the things that I've realized, and if yes. we're going to be absolutely real, disappointment is everywhere. You ha- there's, an, a, there's an opportunity to be disappointment like 973 oh times a day. In ev- most situations. And, and maybe some of you right now, you're, there, there's several areas, but you could be disappointed in ministry. Yep. You could be disappointed in your church. You yep. could be disappointed in your marriage. Ashley's never been disappointed at me ever because I'm clear on my expectations. Tell me what you want clear. me to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> In your marriage, in your finances, in your children, throughout your, your day, in your job, mm-hmm. in your relationships, there's so much opportunity to be disappointed in any area of our lives. Yes. But those opportunities, if channeled the right way, is an opportunity for God to do something great in our lives. You actually, you spoke that uh, personally into my life just this past year where I was going through a really rough season with my health and we've been really public about that on social media and things like that and I felt very limited in what was my world and my abilities and I guess you could say my call or my career, however you want to word it. And I thought, I was disappointed. I thought, this is really going to hold me back from a lot of things that I thought I was going to accomplish in 2019. And this huge opportunity came my way and immediately fear and disappointment hit me like a train where I was like, this is the worst timing. How could this come now? I can't do this right now. Physically, I don't even think I can get through it. And it's going to require so much of me. And I was disappointed in God because I thought, why now? Why is this your timing for my life? In a a season where I feel like I'm at my worst, do you want me to give a thousand and a thousand percent at something and we were at lunch and he said to me Ashley your biggest opportunities are mo- more times than not going to be masked in disappointment they're going to be wrapped Dang, in disappointment I said that? you did oh my god you said good. that man. and it shattered me because i thought man there's me kind of what you were saying trying to figure out my way of doing yeah. things and my way of um, walking through the process of my call. No, and, and you know what, that, I, I do remember that, and I'm glad you stepped into that opportunity. Um, one of the, if you wanna look at a biblical example of disappointment, you gotta look at the story of Judas, yeah. because disappointment will make you do some crazy stuff. Yeah. If you yeah. allow disappointment to take root in your heart and oh in your gosh. life, it literally opens the door to so many things. Yes. And in, in order for us to really understand the impact 
that disappointment can have in a negative way, we do got to look at the life of Judas. You have to understand, why did Judas sell Jesus out for 30 mm. pieces of silver? Mm. The reason he sold Jesus out was because he was disappointed. Wow. Why? Judas was a dagger man, and in that time, those dagger men believed that when the Messiah came, that they, all, they always carried a dagger, and they believed that when the Messiah came, that they would be ready to fight with the Messiah in order to overtake the Roman Empire and mm -hmm. take their place as the Jewish, you know, strong right. Jewish uh, community and leadership in that time. And when Judas realized that Jesus wasn't who he imagined that Jesus was, yeah. disappointment crept in. I want you to understand, Jesus always articulated mm. and let them know who he was, but Judas was always not able to listen and understand because he had his own expectations of Jesus. And that happens to us spiritually because we God is speaking something to us, yeah. but because it's not framed in the way that we expect things to happen, we tend to not listen. And so Judas wasn't listening when Christ was was speaking so he was disappointed what did he do mm -hmm. he sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver but the interesting part is in the Bible it says that Satan entered Judas called Iscariot one of the 12 in a moment of disappointment Satan entered Judas now that word entered in the Greek means move into and begin to experience I want wow. you to understand that devil moved into Judas right. and Judas began to experience emotions and thoughts that weren't of heaven wow. so you got to be careful that you guard your heart yes. that you guard your mind in moments of disappointment yes. because it's like you said disappointment is either an opportunity to get bitter or an opportunity to get better yeah yeah i think a lot of times we blame so many other um surroundings or circ our circumstances right. for our disappointment and for us here's the thing i don't want us to confuse like you're never going to be disappointed or things are never, you should always have a smile on your face when things that are disappointment, uh, disappointing come your way. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is disappointment is inevitable and it's okay to feel the feels for a second. You yeah. know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay. God has wired us with emotions. He knows they're there. He created us. However, what gets us in trouble is when we park the car in our disappointment yeah. and we sit in it and we stay there and we marinate in it. That's where you start spinning. That's where it gets harder and harder to take your thoughts captive. Yeah. Um, and what caused Judas to, to completely just slip up big time. You know, it was like the end of him. And so that's where I think it's so important to understand that our disappointment, it's not that it's going to be something we can avoid, but it's what we do with it, whether we choose to lean into it or whether we choose to choose to live beneath it, that's going to determine the breakthrough in our lives. That's true. And I think if we don't manage our disappointment correctly, it has the ability to bring in all kinds of behaviors. Sometimes even disappointment has the ability to take you backwards. It's like, I even think of yes. Peter when Christ was crucified and he was disappointed in himself and he, for denying Christ. He was also disappointed uh, in, in, in what took place and what did his disappointment do? It led him to go back to his old way of life, which yeah. was fishing. I've seen a lot of believers step away from their call, step away from ministry, regress. step away from leadership or regress yeah. because of a sense of disappointment. Yeah. And here, here's another thing. I mean, even in marriage, in marriage, we're going to deal with disappointment. Right. And I don't know, how do you deal with disappointment within the context of our marriage? If well, you've been disappointed at me, which I know is really never, but like if right? you were, hypothetically speaking, if you were, how do I, you manage that? I want to be sensitive to that because, to that question, because I think that within marriage, you know, length of time has everything to do with it. Yeah. Um, and I for sure don't think we've arrived or that I've arrived, uh, but a lot of things 
such as disappointment, are things that I've had to work on over time. It's not something that was learned in the first year or second year or even fifth year. It's things that with maturity and honestly, as we went through more situations or more disappointing circumstances has started to mature a little bit more. It doesn't mean that we'll never face disappointment again or that he'll never disappoint me again. We're gonna let each other down. We're human. It's in our nature to drop the ball. And so um, I've had to really learn how to communicate my disappointment. And I feel like that's something that's what, taken what is, me. What is that word? <laughs> communicate. Stop cussing. Oh my You've got you to communicate her? that you're disappointed. You need and to this censor is why. that. Say it again. This is why. Say communicate. Can we censor that? Communicate. That. This is why you need to communicate it and should and as heart, trust me, I hate confrontation. He will, t he will be the first to tell you I would rather run away and hide than confront a situation. Even with my husband who I am myself with who knows me the best out of anybody and has seen me in my most vulnerable state, I hate it. And so I've had to really work through and honestly ask the Holy Spirit to, to lead me and to teach me and to give me wisdom and to give me the, um, the maturity and the boldness to be able to communicate when I'm feeling a certain way. Why? Because not only does he have no clue that I'm disappointed and so, you know, I'm coming at him sideways about something and he's like, what even happened? But it leaves so much room for error. It leaves so much room yeah. for the enemy to have his way, to bring a divide, to... I, I honestly believe, not that every marriage is the same or every situation is different, but as I've sat with other couples or maybe other wives and have heard their disappointments or they've expressed to us where they're not seeing eye to eye or as we've worked through things, a majority of the time, the wedge and the issue at hand is just a symptom of major disappointment. Which leads to resentment. Which leads to resentment, which leads to bitterness, which leads to taking action and making decisions that end up destroying the relationship. And then it's just gone too far beyond repair or the work that then needs to be put into it to be repaired could have been avoided had those disappointments been expressed at the beginning. Yeah, no, that, that's absolutely true. It's all about communication. And I think sometimes the fear of communication is, communication is the fear of vulnerability uh, that will bring rejection if you share how you're really feeling. It's hard. I think it's easier to say you made me mad than to say I'm disappointed in what you did. Yeah. I feel like it, Ouch. Like it that, hurts, that right? Hurt. It, wasn't it hurts to say it. It this, hurts to say it. And this, so I think a lot of times we bottle it up because we just feel like, I just can't vocalize that to my spouse because I know what it's going to do to them. And it's it's such an opportunity to actually draw closer to one another if we're willing to be honest about our disappointments. Yeah, no, that's true. That's really good. And, and one of the things I was thinking about as you touched really on disappointment in marriage, um, uh, I think of disappointment in leadership, whether you're in ministry or whether you're running a business or you're leading a volunteer team. Um, as a leader, one of my biggest challenges is managing my expectations um, as it pertains to employees, to volunteers. Yeah. And one of the things that I've realized that I realized early on is I would have a heightened sense of disappointment in my team or my staff. And I realized they weren't the problem. The problem was myself because I didn't give them clear cut expectations. Yes. And there's a lot of us right now. Let's just be honest. You're in ministry. You have a team. And you're disappointed in your team. An event didn't go well, a youth service didn't go right. well, the launch didn't go well. And right. you have to kind of go back, right? Because great healthy leaders are self-actualized actualized leaders. And ask yourself, did I have clear-cut expectations 
for my team. Because if you can't, if you don't have clear cut expectations for your team, then you can't hold them accountable to anything. That's right. And your disappointment should really be a disappointment in yourself for not leading at that level. Yes. And it's a learning curve. And then sometimes, so, so, so that's one, that's a that's rookie mistake. Mm -hmm. But then there's also, for me, I'm a driven leader. I work hard. Um, I, we, we talked about the grind and we talked about pace in our last episodes. I want to be careful, mm -hmm. but I do grind hard in the times that I'm supposed to. And I do work hard and I do have a strong work ethic. Yeah. And I have to understand that I know I'm going to draw people that are like me, but not everybody is going to be at the level that I'm at. Uh, not everybody is going to have that same grit. And I have to be careful that I'm not placing too high of expectations on particular people on my staff or on my team and setting a bar that they can't reach. That's right. Because then what happens is then I'm, I start operating in disappointment. And once again, it's no yes. longer their fault. It's now my fault because I've created too high of a bar. And maybe I need to be a little bit more, not say realistic, but I guess a little bit more realistic in setting achievable and attainable right. marks and handle. allow what they can handle and allowing them to grow into mm -hmm. a greater leadership lid yeah. or a greater leadership capacity. So as a leader, so you really have to manage your disappointments. And I think you have to look within first. Now, listen, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. It means don't challenge your leaders. That's not what I'm saying. But I know that some of my disappointments have been more my fault than my team's fault. So mm -hmm. you got you got to manage that. One of the things that I, I learned from even just kind of looking at the story of Judas and Peter is that sometimes God will shatter your expectations in order to expose the motives of your heart. Yeah. Hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes God will allow you to experience disappointment simply to expose your motives. Where you're at. Yeah. where you're at. Why did you want that? Why were you shooting for that? Why, you know what I mean? And sometimes that's that ouch moment yeah. when you really sense God was trying to show you, hey, I kind of had to shatter your expectations in this season because your motives were kind of off. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to give it to you. I just need you to get your motives in alignment yeah. with me so that I could bring that into your life. Yeah. I think a lot of times we think we're in a certain place emotionally or spiritually mentally or we think we've crossed over certain things or we've worked through certain things in our hearts and in our lives and um, then God allows disappointment to come in and, and shatter certain things intentionally so that it reveals where we're at and that's when we really see the true signs of where our maturity level is emotionally and spiritually and how we respond to him in those moments. You're right and we got to be extremely careful that we don't lose our sense of expectation right. because of a disappointment. Um, oftentimes, some of us live our lives, oh, I expect not to get picked. I expect not to get the promotion. I expect not to be used. I expect no one to watch my podcast or read my blogs. I'm expecting because you've had maybe some failures or you've had some, some tough times along the journey. And when you get into that place, it's not a good place to be in. So you have to remember that God is still good. You got to remember that God may not always live up to your expectations, but he will always stay true to his word, which is he'll always be good. Yeah. He'll always love us and he'll always have our best in mind. Yeah. So I think a, a, I was listening to a friend of mine um, kind of share some encouragement on Instagram the other day. And she was saying, she was sharing from her own personal experience mm. and really, de I think dealing with some disappointment. And she was saying how she had really had to check herself because she had gotten to this place in her mind. We don't even realize we do this most times, but where anything that came her way that was negative or that was hard, her attitude was always, 
of course that would happen right, to me. You expect of course that, yeah. this is going to happen to me. Of course I'm dealing with this. Of course I'm facing this. Of course this came my way. And she really did such an amazing like job of expressing, listen, those are opportunities for us to lean into and it's to so grow good. from. It doesn't mean that we're we're almost like coming from a mindset like, oh, I'm cursed. So yeah. these things are always going to happen you, this I way think, Let's me. just be spiritual right here. You are. The, the yeah. tongue has the power of life and death. Yeah. You always think the devil cursed us. The devil didn't curse you. We curse ourselves with our words. Yes. So you definitely have to be careful with your words. Yes, yes, absolutely. So anyways, I feel like there's so much we can... Oh my gosh. I feel like There's I, I feel like I write 30 a, million layers to this like, I feel like writing a book called You should. It wasn't supposed to be this way. It's not supposed to be this way. It's already been done. <laughs> anyway, it's already been done. I'm, I'm just kidding. But uh hey, once again, like we want to thank you seriously yeah. for tuning in and for being a part of the AV Collective Podcast. Well, like I yes. said, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on iTunes or Spotify, thank you. Once again, do us a favor, subscribe, comment, leave us a like, let us know what you think. And we're yeah. super excited because our brand new merch is releasing. We got bomber jackets and we're gonna start filming in a brand new location. We've got great content coming. So much We've got this year. great guests gonna be on the podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Thank you for your support. Yeah. You mean the world to us and we love you guys. So God bless.